welcome to the Unveiled Podcast, where we discuss all things related to women to help us think Christianly in every area of life. Susie and I have a passion to bring biblical reform to womanhood, and today we are joined with our friend Jen as we start a new series on women and motherhood. Jen is here to share her knowledge, experience, and her insight as an adoptive mother, and we're so glad to have her here with us today. Well, welcome, Jen. We're really glad that you're here, and um, we're just wondering if you could share a bit about who you are. Sure. Um, Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Uh, So my name is Jen Morin. I've been married to my husband, Mike, for about 19, almost 19 years, and we have three biological children and two adopted children. So really, there's never a dull moment at our house. There's always something going on. Um, But yeah, I feel truly blessed that the Lord has gifted my husband and I with five children, and um, each one was such a unique personality. We have been attending Harvest for the past three and a half years, and we've been amazed and in awe at the work of the Lord is doing um, here at Harvest, but also in our family. Um, adoption is something that I'm very passionate about, and I'm excited to share a bit of our story. Well, we're excited that you're willing to come and speak with us today. So Susie, before we get into this any further, would you like to tell us your vision for the Women and Motherhood series and for this podcast specifically? Yes, well, I kind of feel like this all began last year in 2023 when I really had a vision for our church and our women's ministry to mourn with those who mourn and rejoice with those who mm-hmm. rejoice. I began seeing how as women in the church, we we have extreme experiences. And while one woman might be mourning, another woman might be rejoicing over a very similar situation. And that happens particularly when it comes to our roles as mothers. We have been designed and been given the uh creational mandate to be fruitful and to multiply and God has given us the design to be life givers and yet because of how sin and the curse has affected our world not all women are able to have children and it's for a various number of reasons sometimes it's because a woman doesn't get married she doesn't find a godly husband and is not able to have children because of that other times there's uh, reasons while we don't fully understand, maybe for whatever reason, her body isn't able to carry a child in her womb, or she's not even able to conceive. And those are very difficult experiences, very um, painful experiences for a woman who wants to have a child. And at the same time, in a church like ours, we see so many women having children and um, getting pregnant, and there's so much rejoicing there. And we want to be able to minister to to women regardless. And we want women to know that they are valuable, that they have a mission, and they are equally designed to be fruitful and multiply regardless of what their capacity is to have children. And so last year, we did a, a few things to really minister to to both uh, types of, of women. But I realized that even once again, as Mother's Day is approaching, and it's it's still a distance away, but we're beginning to prepare our hearts for that because when we celebrate Mother's Day, and I think it's a good thing to celebrate because motherhood is such a gift from God and has such a great responsibility and such fruitfulness, I think we as a church want to support that and champion that because it's biblical. I also want to be sensitive to women who have different experiences, and we've already touched on a few, and, and some of that is 
if you are infertile or if you're not married and not able to have children or if you're you're you have been able to get pregnant but you've had a miscarriage like those are all painful things but then there's also other unique experiences like being um uh, a mother of a child with special needs. Those are unique challenges. And so I, I think it's just good to talk about that and hear how God has equipped and and strengthened women in the, the various situations that they are in. And so today in particular, we're going to talk to Jen, and she has the blessing of being a biological mom, but also having the opportunity to adopt two children. And I know there's unique challenges and unique blessings too, to Mm -hmm. being a mom of adopted children. And so I'm just looking forward to hearing what Jen has to say. I think she's going to be a blessing to anyone that has already adopted children or is considering that. But I think she's going to be a blessing to us regardless because adoption is such a beautiful uh, Christian Mm -hmm. thing to do. Uh, So that's a little bit about our vision, about what we're doing in the next few episodes in our series on motherhood. Thanks, Susie. And I remember having that conversation with you um, about that verse, about wanting to weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. So it's it's neat um, to see this come to fruition after that time, how God is has brought this about. So, um, Jen, what brought you and Mike to the decision to adopt? Okay, uh, well, it was actually, it was a little bit different for the both of us. Um, So I have always had the desire to adopt. Um, I always loved kids, and so uh, even as a teenager, uh, 16, 17, 18, I was just, I love kids, and I, I always... Seeing the needs of those around me, I thought I I would love to show the gospel in that way, um, adoption, because we are all, we are really all adopted into Christ's kingdom. And so um, to just be able to, um, to do that for a child in need was just something on my heart for uh, since then. Um, so when Mike and I got married, um, we began a family, we had three beautiful biological children um and at that time we weren't sure do we have more do we not have more and um just physically it was probably just better that um there was just reasons we decided physically that was not gonna biologically we wouldn't have more children and at that time um I don't remember I think maybe I I mentioned it to Mike in the past that I I love the idea of adoption, but we never really seriously talked about it. Um, but we just started talking about having more kids, and um, I brought it up. I said, hey, what do you think? Like, seriously, what do you think if we if we were to go that route? And um, he kind of looked looked at me and thought, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know what that would mean. And I think a lot of questions just ran through his mind. I know that... Um, um, when you think of adoption, you think, can I love a child? Um, can I love them the same way as my own? And I know he wrestled with some of those questions. And so we, we began to pray about it, if that's truly what the Lord, um, would maybe be calling us to. And as we prayed about that and, um, it was not long after there was a there was an info night put on by CAS at the time, um, and th- just to get to know about adoption, what it is, um, what it looks like. So we attended that. Um, I asked Mike if he wanted to go. He said, "Sure, that's great. Let's um, 
let's do that. So we went, um, we brought home an application and still we didn't do anything with it just yet. We continued to pray. And um, after that, we we decided to fill it out and to see where the Lord would lead um, lead in that. So Mike was definitely willing. Um, he did say, though, uh, he, he was not 100% sure at that point still. And I said, well, that's okay. Like, I don't want to do this on my own. Um, if we do this, it'll be together and it'll be with the Lord. And so uh, he said, let's, let's just do this. We'll take it one step at a time now. And so really we went into it with just one foot in front of the other. Um, each step was, we just, we prayed, Lord, if this is, if this is your will, um, that the doors would open, that the, um, we would just be able to do this. And, um, yeah. So I remember at that time, actually, uh, secretly, not, maybe not so secretly, but anyways, with, I was praying on my own. I just said, Lord, you know, Mike's heart, you know, that he loves children and, and, um, but he's unsure of this. So if this is your will, I just knew like, Lord, you'll just have to make a way for this because mm. I, I think that if it, I didn't want Mike to get scared off and, and say, no, we're done. But I mean, ultimately, if the Lord, um, if the Lord didn't want that for us, then that would have been fine. But uh, yeah, so my prayer was just, Lord, just work in his heart. And if this is to, if this is what's, what you have for us, then we'd love, we'd love that. So mm. yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I love that you had that desire even before you met Mike Mm -hmm. and that God's hand was with you the whole way that you were open to even not adopting if you weren't both on board. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Um, From my understanding, there are a few different routes that families can take when they choose to adopt. How did you guys decide which agency to go with and would you advocate for other Christian couples to take the same route? Yeah, so... um yeah, but we actually decided to go through CAS, um, and largely because we had already known families who had gone through that, um, and so that was just something um, we were able to, we talked with couples who had already gone through it, um, what does it look like, what do you think, how does it, how is it as a Christian going into, mm-hmm. um, um, into a system like that who, uh, can is godless really right um so how do we how do we navigate that and so we decided cas um we we hadn't looked a whole lot into the private sector i know there's a a private adoption agency as well i believe there's one or maybe two in windsor i'm not quite sure um but we decided that that's what we would do we'd go through cas and then and see yeah just begin there Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm I guess uh, one of the things I'm thinking about, I think adoption is just such a beautiful, sacrificial thing to do. And it really is others-minded and not just selfishly minded, right? Um, And yet, at the same time, I also recognize that the further our society goes from the the plans and purposes of the Lord, the further also these adoption agencies go as well. And so... Uh, I'm just thinking of some specific trials or ethical dilemmas that Christians might need to be aware of before they start the process of adoption. 
And Jen, do you have any advice on how to manage that? Because as Christians, we obviously want to stand firm in our own convictions and beliefs and not to compromise that. But we also don't want to just, you know, naively destroy any hope of being able to adopt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just uh, wondering if you have any advice for parents who are maybe considering adopting. Yeah, um, so ethical dilemmas can definitely come up when you're entering into that kind of a system um, that's increasingly becoming more at odds with biblical world, the biblical worldview. So um, I think it's just really important to apply discernment um, throughout the whole process um, without having to compromise your convictions. So um, that being said, you may you may have to be prepared to answer some questions about where you stand on a lot of different things, whether it's gender, um, ideologies, different things like that, that will come up. Um, so you'll have to be prepared to, to what you're going to say to that and then stand firm on, on that as well, on your convictions there. So um, I, Mike and I often think of the verse, um, Matthew ten sixteen. So um, to be wise as serpents, but mm. innocent as doves. Mm. So it's very important to just... Um, use discernment and I mean I can't even stress it enough prayer just be on your knees and praying for this because if really the Lord is bringing you to this then then that's he'll see you through it there's Mm -hmm. no obstacle that's too big for the Lord Um, and so but there's definitely things that can come up when you're um, when you put yourself in a position like that we we thought about that Uh, we thought about that was one actually one of Mike's really big concerns is uh, we already have three biological mm. children, and so it, are we going to invite them into our home and potential, potentially, um, you know, is that going to harm what we already have? Mm. Um, so that was just something we were, yeah, very in prayer for because um, we definitely didn't want to do that, but and we didn't want to compromise our conviction on our convictions either. So um, there are definitely going to be things, challenges to overcome, but... Um, Again, with the Lord, all things are possible. So, mm-hmm. I think um, what you've said there too, just really trusting the Lord, is so important because really, if God has called you to it, He is going to equip you and protect you and guard you through that process. Yeah. And you can know that nothing is going to happen that is outside of His control. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I guess that would just it, you just really have to trust. God with every mm. aspect of that yeah. and as you're faithful you know that mm-hmm. the Lord will fulfill his purposes right yeah mm. in every step right mm. like yeah. you said mm-hmm. yeah. one step at a time yeah it's awesome so Jen you have three biological children and then two adopted children yes. and those two children are biological siblings mm-hmm. did you guys know right away that you wanted to adopt two children <laughs> no we didn't actually um, so we had our original plan was we would adopt a, a little boy. Um, we had two two girls, and um, and then we had a son, and we thought it would just be so wonderful for our son to have a brother. And just to um, – my husband did grow up with a brother, and it was one of those things mm. he just always, want, you know, desired um, to see that relationship mm. Um for our son so yeah we decided to to do the process see to adopt a son and um, it was when when he came to us it was just it was wonderful Mm. Uh, as we were finishing that adoption process though uh, 
the social worker at the time, she called, I remember she called me and she said, um, so yeah, just, we just want to know that if, if there is ever a sibling, would you be, would you want us to let you know? Um, and just right there in my heart, I just, I knew, and I asked her, <laughs> is the birth mom pregnant? And she said, yes. And I said, okay, I'm gonna, we're going to have to think about this. We're going to have to pray about this. Wow. And so I remember hanging up the phone, and, and oddly enough, I was the one that was more like, oh, I don't know, Mike. I don't know if we could do one more, like five kids. Are we really ready for five kids? <laughs> and he's like, are you kidding? Like, at this point, we're all in, right? And so, um, yeah, so I just think of the the verse, Proverbs 16, verse 9. It says, in their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their path. So we just plan what we have, what we think we need or want. And mm-hmm. the Lord says, well, no, maybe not. Um, so, yeah, we, we found out about our daughter um, as we were finalizing Max, um, yeah, our son's adoption. And um, so... We prayed about it and thought, no, there wasn't any way that we could keep them apart. Mm. We definitely wanted to do that, and uh, we were just, we're so thankful we did. Just the, to see the connection that those two have, to just mm. the blessing that they are both to our family, and um, we are just so, so thrilled that we, we were, mm. we trusted the Lord in that. I love how God at that point had already expanded Mike's heart. Yeah. Even yeah. before yeah. he had expanded your heart when yours was the first, yeah. right. you know, one to be ready for it. Yeah. But it's just amazing to see that. And I'm just thinking back even, so last week we were at your house and just seeing um, Mila's interaction with Mike yeah. was so sweet. Like she yeah. just mm. adores Mike. Oh, you yeah. can just tell, right? Yeah. Uh, you would not ever think, oh, this isn't a biological dad. There's just a connection there. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so sweet. So that's really cool how God worked that all out. It's so sweet. Yeah. (laughs) How did you prepare the older kids uh, when you told them that you were going to be adopting siblings? Yeah. So they were still fairly young when we started talking about it. Um, I think Amber was maybe around seven or eight and um, she was just fascinated fascinated by with babies Mm. she loved babies always wanted to know where do babies come from and um, so it really it when we decided to go this route we just started having conversations what do you think Mm. Um, what would you think about having another sibling and and then conversations like, well, you know, this might look different, um, especially our oldest. She would definitely have remembered me being pregnant. And so this time we were like, well, this isn't going to, it won't be in mm. that way. It'll be different. And there's sometimes there's children who don't have homes, who need mm. homes, and and we have a loving home to give. And so um, and they were just so so excited they were so on board right right from the start and that was another that was another piece like Mike and I um were on board at that point but if the children if your biological children are are not on board with that um even the agency will say it's probably not good Mm -hmm. um because you want you want everyone to be in unison and and and, um desire the same thing so um yeah they were thrilled they yeah. were just thrilled. It'd be interesting to hear, even as time goes on, to see how much that decision to adopt has impacted your children mm-hmm. and just their view of the gospel. And 
expanding, you know, love and in community beyond just the four walls of your own little home, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's something comfortable and safe about having, you know, just mom and dad and, and the kids that are there. But to bring kids from the community into your home and love them and adopt them as your own, that's huge. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine how much that has expanded your children and their view of sharing the gospel uh, outside, you know, just the traditional family. I think it's it's pretty cool to see that and that your kids were willing to accept that and embrace that. And uh, they really seem to be well-adjusted, which is really neat to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it really opened their eyes just to be more aware of the needs of people around them, um, not just focusing on themselves. Uh, that to be a family doesn't always, um, it doesn't always mean that there's a biological connection, knowing that the household of faith mm. um, is made up of every nation, mm. tribe, mm. and tongue. So um, it's all, I think it's also provided them opportunities to have conversations with it about their friends as well. Mm. Um, I know we've definitely had lots of opportunities Um Sometimes, you know, oh, that's, there. yeah, we've just definitely had some opportunities, you know, when there's a little bit of differences in personalities or looks, like there's always Mm -hmm. those questions. So, um, yeah, we've been able to have good conversations. Hmm. Yeah. How do you, how do you handle questions from your adopted children about their adoption? Yeah, so they... They aren't too, they don't have too many questions at this point. Um, our oldest, um, our son who's adopted, he definitely has probably the most um, for now. Um, we've always tried to answer their questions with as much transparency as age appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so far we haven't really ended up with many deep questions. Um, but for the most part, we answer their questions and they're sat- they're just satisfied with that, the answers we give them. Um, we, we sometimes ask them if they want to talk further on the matter and if they usually just they usually just say, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> You've answered it. It's fine. Um, so, and then they just want to move on. But um, I can usually tell, though, when they're thinking through something um, a little bit deep or in a new way, maybe it's the same kind of question that's come up before, but just kind of coming up in a new way. Um, they're understanding it maybe a little bit differently. Um, and so I remember, I remember my son one time we were going through his adoption book and some pictures and Mm. things. So he, he doesn't have a memory of, of being in foster care, but, but he, he just knows from the pictures that Mm. he sees. And so he was, so a couple of years ago, so he was a bit younger, but he, he was just looking at him and he just, you know, mom, I think I know I don't live with my my other family he said he's like I think it's because I didn't have a dad and I you know and at the age he was just young and I just said you know you're right you the Lord knew that you needed a mom and a dad and so he placed you with us and we we're just so thrilled to have you as our son and we just love you and um and that was that and he was done and that was mm. I just did you want to talk about that more do you want to do you want to have any more questions no no, it was just a matter of fact, you know, it was, so, so far we haven't really had, um, had some of those really deep questions, but as they, as they grow and they begin to understand what, 
what that means um, a little bit more, mm. uh, I definitely suspect we'll have we'll have more mm-hmm. conversations about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and really to talk to them about adoption really leads the way to talk to them about the adoption that we have in Christ, uh-huh. right? Adoption is such a gospel yeah. truth, yeah. and I um, I can't help but think of Ephesians one right. Even as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before mm-hmm. Him. In love, He predestined us for adoption to Himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of His will. And if if we can adopt that mindset, mm-hmm. right? That adoption really is just like a, a human portrayal of what God did for us it's a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. and to be adopted to be chosen to be loved by by people who didn't even know you Uh should be such a beautiful thing right and then can also help us to understand the gospel in a better way so Mm -hmm. yeah that that family relationship Mm -hmm. yeah Um, and oh sorry I was just thinking here as as much as we would desire for kids to to be able to grow up with their mom and their dad. We also know that as Christians that um, the the depth of intimacy we can have with other sisters in Christ, even if they aren't our, our blood relation, is is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And it, it, our relationship in Christ can move beyond our, our physical um, relationships because there's an intimacy there. It's a unity in Christ. And so, yes, at, as much as we can mourn with kids who at some point will maybe mourn the loss of their biological mom or dad, if we can help them grasp the unity that we have in Christ mm-hmm. and that as as uh, family members that we've chosen them, like to love them and we love them in that same intimate way, I think we can just do so much with that. I think it's yeah, helping them to understand love goes way beyond just the physical, right? Mm-hmm. If we are in Christ. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have your son in my class, and he's so fun. He's so sweet. <laughs> Him and my son are hilarious. But uh, right around Thanksgiving, we, we took a few minutes in class to just share what we were thankful for. And I remember all the kids going around and sharing, I'm thankful for my friends, I'm thankful for my house, I'm thankful for my family. And then we get, you know, we get to your son and like my jaw dropped. He goes, I'm thankful that I was adopted to a Christian family. Mm. And it was, it was so beautiful. And I think we all, like the whole class just went, wow, yeah, that is mm. beautiful. And for him to recognize yeah. that and then to say it in front of all of his friends, I just... Yeah. It was beautiful. Mm. It was a beautiful moment. So, yeah. Yeah. He's starting to recognize that too. Mm. Yeah. 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 Well, Jen, you're a very level headed person. You're mature. You're thoughtful. And I would think that you and Mike tried to think through different responses and scenarios with your family. But were there any emotional hurdles that seemed to come out of nowhere? Yeah. There was, um, I would say, we were very intentional and prayerful about adopting and really just so excited to see what the Lord would accomplish through all this, um, especially when we just decided, yes, we're going to do this one step at a time. We were just, we were mm. very excited. Um, our kids were excited. Um, but when we talked with some family, um, they were not as excited. Mm. They did not share in our excitement. Um, uh, 
some just tried to even talk us out of it. Um, um, and they had their reasons. And I just thought, no way. Like, if this is what the Lord is calling us to. Um, so, yeah, we were just really taken aback. We were hurt, of course. But ultimately, we knew that if this is what the Lord was calling us to do, that we would remain faithful um, mm. in the follow-through. And um, But since then, however, our fa- those family members really have just they they love mm. they love um our two little ones they just really um they love all of our kids but they um yeah they've really embraced it and mm. they've really seen the beauty of what adoption is mm. and um i know when i've had conversations with them um they just do with tears in their eyes like oh, wow. i didn't i just didn't understand mm. what exactly it was and what it would be like and and again, the fear of like not loving a child like like biologically your own, right? And so it, but they're just it, it's no explanation. The Lord just grows your heart, and mm. and you just love them um, with the very same love. And so, mm. uh, yeah, we're we're really thankful that the family came around and they and they rally around us now. So mm. yeah, they get it now. Yeah. And what sort of reaction did you get from the church when you shared that you were adopting? Um, the church that we were attending at the time, they were very supportive. Um, like I said, there was um, several families that we knew that attended that church as well that had also adopted. And so um, it was a very supportive community of that. And uh, I remember talking with a friend. Uh, she she just reminded me, because, I, I mean, you have concerns of what what the journey will look like Mm -hmm. right and um i had a conversation with her and she said look jen you just gotta expect that this is this is a very long pregnancy Mm. um Mm. it's got its ups and downs but ultimately at the end of this pregnancy at the end of the birthing process there's so much joy Mm. and there's so there's just um it's filled with so much love and hope and so um, yeah, it was really encouraging. They were very encouraging to us. That's good. There may be some women who are listening right now who might be considering adopting a child. What kind of advice would you give them? Well, I would say pray. Be mm-hmm. in prayer. Um, yeah, seek the Lord and be willing to step out in faith. Uh, one step at a time, one foot in front of the other, in obedience. Mm-hmm. Um, and ask other families who have gone through this process already. Um, and then prepare yourself for work. Um, mm. The Lord's always working in us, and um, and as as these we go through some of these things, um, He can bring things up in your life that maybe you need to deal with in the in the middle of these things. And so be be prepared to work and to weed out your garden if there's a if there's things that um, are in your life that are not beneficial. So, um, yeah, be prepared to work. Um, and then trust that the Lord will guide each step and praise him no matter the outcome. Mm. Um, trust that the Lord has called you to this, that he will also equip you. Uh, Hebrews thirteen twenty says, now may the God of peace who brought you again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you mm. may that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever. Amen. Mm. And what have you guys found to be your biggest trial through this? 
I would say definitely the element of unknowns. Um, when you have a child biologically, you're able to know the medical history, uh, not just of yourself, but even of your family um, a little bit more. And you know that the, you know how the baby is cared for in utero. You know your your family's medical history. Um, but when a child is adopted, there's usually little um, or no medical records for this child or the child's family. And oftentimes you cannot be sure of, of the extent of the trauma that even happened while in the womb. Um, that's not always the case, but there's definitely those times. And so that kind of information really helps you understand your child's behavior and personality. Um, but with the missing pieces, it can be very hard to navigate. Um, even as your children grow, grow older, um, maybe you adopted them at birth or whenever, but as they grow older, um, you know, to navigate those things that is this just, um, is this just defiance that all children, um, they try and, you know, get their own way or, or is there something more to it? Is there something medical is happening? Mm -hmm. Uh, They're not able to regulate themselves in the same way. Um, so just a lot of those Mm -hmm. questions that, um, you, you wonder. So that's definitely been the hardest part, I would say, um, just those unknowns. Um, but we know that the Lord is, is the only one, he's the only one that can really affect the change in the, in a child's heart, whether adopted or biological. And so, um, oftentimes when we see those behaviors, we, we look to the heart to see what's in the heart. And, um, but really I think the gospel, um, the gospel just is really the only answer mm-hmm. for anyone. Yeah. Um, so yeah. um, the Lord can change anyone's heart and yeah. and can um, give any child um, to to be able to have self control, right? Yeah. Um, it's the fruits of the spirit. So um, yeah, I definitely think the gospel is the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. No, I think you've beautiful describe, beautifully described how you and Mike are really being faithful in stewarding mm-hmm. the children that God has entrusted to you and that you're trusting him to provide the grace that you need for each of your children. And I love the verse that you had read earlier uh, where you said that he will equip you with everything good that you may do his will. And I think when it comes to adopted children like you were describing Uh, just a few moments ago, there's a lot of unknowns there, right? You don't necessarily know their medical history or what happened to them while they were in the womb. And for us as women who like to control things and know everything, that's that's hard, right? Mm -hmm. And yet um, it just calls us to a deeper level of trust and walking with the Lord and, and both trusting that God will work in our kids lives but also that he will give us the wisdom that we need to be able to discern is this a biological thing or is this a heart issue right Right. and then you can respond from there but like you said we are all called if we're Christians we are called to live out the fruit of the spirit and for some it might be harder and for some the parents might need to be more involved if there truly is some sort of a, a biological uh, physical issue and I recently heard it described as sometimes the parents have to do more thinking for their children yeah. and I can only imagine that must be exhausting at times right if you yeah. feel like I have to do the thinking for this child until they learn how to practice that self-control 
but if God has entrusted those children to you, then we can also trust that he will equip us mm-hmm. with everything good mm-hmm. to yeah. do his will, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. That he will give us the patience, the strength, the wisdom, and the, the renewal that we need, right? So, yeah, I think you and you and Mike are doing doing well with that. Mm-hmm. And yet I'm sure it's an ongoing daily surrender <laughs> and trust, right? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So Jen, from where you're at right now, you you've gone through the adoption. Your your kids are school age now. Um, looking back, what has God taught you through all this? Um, I think God's really God's really taught me just to trust Him, to trust Him because He is faithful. He's always faithful, um, and His timing is always perfect. It really mm. it really is. Um, the amount of times that Mike and I were left wondering where to go from here or what to do next, um, He's always made a way. And with his grace and mercy, he continues to equip us um, for each new step. So he's not done yet. I'm confident mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. I assure you. <laughs> we are still very much in the middle of child rearing, but I'm excited to see what the Lord will do and where he will continue to lead us. Um, I would also like to add that um, we are all the same. We, are, we all need a Savior, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. our hearts are all deceitful and wicked. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but God. Mm-hmm. But God. So, yeah. It's awesome. Do you have a final word of encouragement for anyone who has adopted and is still learning to adjust? Okay, yeah. If you're um, if you're in the middle of an adoption process or just still in the prayerfully thinking about it stage, um, I would say don't rush it. His timing is perfect, mm. and if things aren't moving as quickly as you would like, maybe the Lord is still preparing you for what He has in store for you. Um, also, being being in prayer for the child that God is preparing you for and pray for the birth mother Mm -hmm. and the birth family. I think that's so important. I mean, uh, they also need a savior Mm -hmm. if they are not right. And so, um, that's something Mike and I often do is we, you know, every mother's day, every father's Mm day, uh, we think of them and we pray for them. Um, not just during those times, but especially because, um, there's a loss there. Um, Mm -hmm. whether, Maybe they won't experience it right now, or maybe, um, you know, but one day or whatever. But they definitely, there's a loss there. And so we want to be in prayer for that family, um, pray for their salvation, and, and that through this that they would recognize the need for um, their own adoption mm-hmm. into Christ's kingdom. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd say if you just have recently adopted and are still adjusting to one another, also be patient because mm. uh, remembering, yeah, that loss, it has occurred and that it takes time to heal. So God has placed this child in your care for a reason and his work in your new family is just beginning. So look forward to what the Lord will do and how he will glorify his name through it all. That's awesome. Well, this has been really, really great, Jen. Thank you for sharing your beautiful story of how God brought your sweet family together. And our hope is that these stories will encourage others and will help us to see God working in our own lives. So thank you for listening with us today. Please like and share and download the Beachhead Media app to find our show along with other great content. And join us again for our Women and Motherhood series as we seek to rebuild biblical womanhood from the foundation up. Mm